Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. I'm your host tonight, Kielthor. With me, as usual, are the unknowns. She's a woman of sophisticated taste. Ashley, think change repeat. She's a, tr- a true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q. Hello. For those of us who, or for those of you listening that are brand new, we are the Union of the Unknowns, and this is our weekly news program, Not Your Mama's News, where we bring you up-to-date, cutting-edge stories from all around this clown world in which we live. Tonight, we have a very special guest. You all know him as the host of Burn Babylon Burn. Welcome to the show, Andy. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing hey, great. happy hey. to have you with us. Happy yeah. to be here. Andy, this Welcome. is not the first time we've t- spoken with you, uh, but it is your first time on Not Your Mama's News. And so I believe uh, being our guest tonight, you should have uh, the first stab at the uh, stories tonight. I think you have a heartwarming tale about America's <laughs> favorite pastime. Yeah, so uh, the L.A. Dodgers have uh invited the uh sisters of uh perpetual indulgence to their their pride month games and uh and you know for a, a while they invited them once disinvited them and now have reinvited them and so you know of course here's uh here's clown world with the uh the uh the tuckable panties in a wad So what is so you're saying uh, the MLB has a Pride Month uh, demonstration? Is that what you're saying? Normally, it, you don't want to go to a baseball game in June anymore. That's <laughs> it, it has been ruined. Uh, sports are are not for they're not what they they were years ago. You know, it's it's not just you know some boomer going to sports games anymore. Now it's just um, just bombarding with whatever the current thing is. I don't think you want to be a resident of the United States in June. Honestly, it's horrible. Right. It's like the the winter is coming meme and it exists for a reason. It's like, brace yourself. Pride month is coming. Oh, it's just so as I, bad here in Australia. I was going to ask you that. Is it is June pride month everywhere? Or is, I thought that was Not just- in Saudi Arabia. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're? Is that where you're moving next, <laughs> Ashley? I mean, honestly, uh, Owen Benjamin goes on and on about Sharia law a lot, and sometimes I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe it might not be. That bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like driving anyway, do you? No, <laughs> I like being in my house and uh, hanging out with my dogs and my new cats so maybe i would just be fine i'm not very obedient though i have a real problem with authority which is where i think i would bump heads with the sharia issue i don't i don't think dogs are yeah either i think they're considered dirty like religious Mm. was it not on the menu anyway Um, uh, well go ahead still yeah 
I was just going to say Victoria, you know, that scumbag uh, Dan Andrews in Victoria, who was um, absolute dictator Dan, basically. Um, yeah, he just uh, grilled people in Parliament for the terrible things that they said against the, the Pride movement, you know, the LGBTQ, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, he actually held, made sure that uh, drag time, what is it? Drag queen, sto- drag time story queens. Drag queen story um, time. Actually took, yeah. Actually took place uh, in within the government building. We made sure that they were nice and safe, and it all went ahead. So hmm. <laughs> it's all good here in Aussie. Wow. Yeah, over to you. So, um, so what are they doing? So they've got the the uh, pride celebration, but you're saying there so these was... are trainee nuns that that dress as demons. Basically, they're they're extremely sacrilegious in their demonstrations. They've been around for like forty years, which is kind of weird, you know. Like the uh, the pedo pope uh, just had his uh, buddy Zelensky come and visit him, and and I uh, shared in the chat the uh, the painting that Zelensky gave uh, gave Pope Frank. It is a uh, it is a painting of um, Mary holding. Jesus, but Jesus is completely blacked out, which is really bizarre. Um, so, you know, yeah, they're 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 just all in on the uh, on the sacrilege and tainting the things that you know that that are you know baseball. It's it's super American, but uh, I in in this I thought about last year and remembering that all the MLB teams raised money in the Pride Month of June in order to give money to kids who want to transition. So uh, there you go, America's pastime, yeehaw. That's amazing. That is. uh... It's so disturbing. And I wish that people would get, I mean, honestly, we should boycott them all in the same way as people are making a big deal about Budweiser and all this other stuff. I mean, these people were predecessors to that, you know? Yeah, you you got to take your hat off to them in one way. It's like they have infiltrated. Who who would have thought? You know, <laughs> who would have thought years ago that we <laughs> would be even tolerating anything close to this? That that would, we just would have laughed in hysterics. Yeah, right. And look where we are. It's just incredible. Yeah, and I will say that I had heard people say that you know um, because I was I would consider myself progressive, although I didn't recognize that it was progressive ideology or that it was a narrative being pushed at that time. But I was like, why can't gay people get married? And I heard people say, this is a slippery slope. This is a slippery slope. And I thought like, you know, why? But then once you, you know, uh, Michael Malice's book, The New Right, and basically he said it really well that you have this this Overton window and or whatever you want to call it, it just doesn't stop. It just never stops. And people are saying this. They're like, as soon as you have all of this trans stuff, the next thing you know, it's trying to uh, to make pedophilia okay. And people are like, oh no, blah, blah, blah. but now you uh, have terms for it: minor attracted person. Like they are right. So what does that mean? You know. Yeah, that's gross. And I, on, on that very subject, I need to say this. Uh, yeah, so that pride stuff, I, mean, I, I try to ignore it as much as possible. I think the Mardi Gras happens in March, perhaps. And um, I think this is Mardi Pride Month. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, there's some thing going on up at Moreton Bay, which is um, a place in Queensland. And um, 
I was watching a video that was showing a, a leaflet that was promoting this, uh, and it, it was the day that we've all dreaded. I saw it in print. LGBTQIP+. Plus. So the P, the P was there and the plus. Well, let's just imagine what the P might stand for. Oh, I get it. Are you kidding? That's, no, this, this has been a bit of a motto all the way along. It's like we have to keep the P out of that bullshit and acronym. Uh, there it is. Like they've just slipped it on in there in Moreton Bay, this little place in Queensland. Are you sure it no. stands for that and not like pantyhose wear? I'm not sure it stands for that. All I'm saying is that the P was there, but I don't know what else it would stand for. Mm. Puppies? Well, to, oh, to be fair, to be fair to you, Stella, who the fuck knows what they're making up? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. They I didn't see the maps, actual though. leaflet, but I did see the video. Um, yeah, I know. So nobody really knew what the P stood for in that, within that little conversation. So I can't mm. say for sure. And sexual, yeah. very likely, very likely. Oh right? yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that they're they're ready. Oh yeah, to maybe. Uh, I mean, they are. I mean, it, like the did you y'all see that Greg Reese video where the WHO is going to like forcefully transition kids, stuff like this? You know, just like the kids can escape and all that. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's a sense. Uh, no. I, I need to get the uh, the finer points, the the reference. I can uh, go and dig into that while I'm not talking. But yeah, the uh, the WHO has has said that your kids can go and sneak off, and they'll they'll go and do these uh, affirming cares or whatever. the The whole point of this stuff is they said that they said that if people didn't get this affirming this affirmation, that they would kill themselves. And um, I. I'm actually might not even be able to say that, but, uh, but they would take themselves out if they don't get the, uh, the surgeries or hormones or whatever else. And so they say it's a life or death situation. And so insurance yeah. started covering it and that's why we see it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the way they twist everything. It's so sick. Yeah. And we've talked about Sorry. this on past shows. The chickens will come home to roost with all that stuff because the, the people that got those kind of transitioning, those just life-changing transitioning surgeries at a young age are coming back and they're starting to sue their doctors and they're coming out and saying, you know, this was a wrong decision. How, why did my parents let me do this? And, yeah, uh, you know, golly, I mean, just listen, just wait, wait 10 years, wait 20 years before you make that decision. You're too young. Yeah. Oh, always swings. Oh my golly. I mean, unless you're, Unless you're planning to to your your kid to go into, you know, do super tranny porn or something when they're in their twenties, mm. why would you let your kid start transitioning at such a young? Yeah, age? I mean that would be okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, it, it's. So I have a theory about that, um, and it's that I feel like the mo most of the time it appears to be mother-driven. So I think this is uh, Munchausen by proxy in the same way of the story of Gypsy Rose was treated as like a cancer patient her entire life. Um, and turns out she was made to behave that way by her mother. She was constantly receiving medical treatments, going to doctors all the time. They got, you know, a ton of support from the community because everybody thought this little girl was very sick. 
but it turns out it was actually the mother who wanted the attention, who, who had the purpose of her life was her daughter's medical issues that actually didn't exist. And then the child ended up once she was a uh, young, I, I think a young adult, I think she was out of the teenage or like maybe right at, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. She ended up murdering her mother because of how, um, restrictive she had been to her and not allowing her to have a life. And I see that that is what this is. And I think you can see like what you're saying, Kiel, the chickens coming home to roost. If you see the kid jazz, my name is jazz. Has everyone here watched the clip? Um, Tim pool did a good breakdown of that, of, uh, because this jazz was a biological boy and then at two or three years old was started to transition. And now yeah. she's in college and she's really struggling um, and doesn't feel like herself. And they still have, because they did, they sterilized this child. And she had this gender affirming surgery and you have to dilate the, the fake vagina every day. And it's very, um, it's just so sad. It's so tragic what they're doing, but I think that they're doing it because they want the attention and they feel like this gives me attention. This is virtue signal signaling at the highest level. I don't know. You know, it's, it's maybe, uh, analogous to something that's been happening forever, uh, is just that parents, obviously it's, it's parents trying to do stuff with their kids that, they're trying to live vicariously or trying to get attention or whatever it is. But I remember I was thinking about this uh, a couple of years ago. There was a movie, uh, Hereditary. It's a great horror movie uh, that came out a little while ago. And I was reading about the movie and the actors that were in it. And the girl that's in it that plays the kind of um, disturbed girl that bad stuff happens to. Um I was reading about her her childhood on Wikipedia or whatever, and it and it said when she was uh, eight or six or something like that, her she she wanted to become an actress, so her parents moved up to New York to help pursue her acting career. And I'm thinking, no, no parent moves across the country because of a whim that her their child because of acting. Nobody does that. That's her their parents obviously wanted her to be in acting and she she enjoyed it i guess but you don't that's too young to like pick up your roots and go make some drastic change like that that's ridiculous uh, anyway it, i think well, unless, it, they're, unless they're treating it like a product you know well yeah that's that's what it is they're 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 exploiting their child for whatever yeah. gain maybe it's it's with good intentions but Clearly, there are plenty of situations where that is not the case. And I think it's it could be just that same kind of mentality where you just want your kid to go do something. And whether the kid likes it or not, who knows? Or whether it's good form or not, that time will tell. But uh, I don't know. It's. Just, I think there's just a lot of um, uneducated, bordering on mentally ill, socially inept people who are parents. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of sure. Basically, that's a, a result of, you know, decades of, <laughs> I mean, we, we all came out of school pretty much saying similar things like, when am I ever going to use trigonometry? And, you know, what's <laughs> the point of knowing all that crap? 
and they never taught us things, simple things like how to manage a daily budget or how to bring up a child or, you know, never really taught us anything useful um, for good reason. And this is sort of the result, really, and remove scripture as well. So that's, there's no moral compass, really. Our teachers were moral compasses in the end. I mean, it got to the point when my kids were at school, the teachers weren't even allowed to hug the kids. If they fell over and bruised their knee or whatever, they just weren't even allowed to touch them. So it's just yeah, big yeah, that, big changes. You just I think you got you got to find the right school. I mean I I had a different um, schooling than what you're describing, and uh, but uh, in my daughter's school, she's I haven't noticed a lot of you know wacky unacceptable things going on just yet. So, but I'm keeping my eye out for it. But uh, I think it it just depends. You got to find the right school district and. Hopefully, people around you that are living around you that have the same values, and I think that's okay at that point. But yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's a yeah, long definitely. game. You know, it's a long game. It has yes. been happening. Yes. The separation of parents having agency over their family, their life, communities working together. Um, you know, that has you know farming. All- all that stuff has been gradually separated from us. And so people will now turn their child over to X, Y, and Z. In this particular case, I believe it to be child sacrifice. Um, Having your child to be um, sterilized before they're even old enough to be in a romantic relationship is beyond disturbing. And so I, I think it's, it's, It is parents maybe trying to vicariously live through their child and fit in with the current thing. So instead of having a sports star as a child, you want to have a trans child. But I I really do feel like there's such a darker element than just like the dad who pushed his kid to be really good at football or something, you know? Although I know some children were abused in that way, but this is beyond, this is sterilizing your children. I mean, and, and who knows what, what effect will being on a hormone medication at that age, two and three years old, what will that do? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's child sacrifice as it's just yet another form of child sacrifice. It has been going on for a long time. You know, it's not that long ago that we were saying they're coming for the children. Like, well, they came. Yeah, those those hormones will fuck you up even as an adult. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Andy, you imagine, this is going to be a bunch of non, just androgynous the next couple of generations. This, yeah, non-sexual. Yeah, which is what they want. You know, that's <laughs> Robots, part of it. Yeah. Transhumanism yeah. and eugenics yep. all in one progressive package. You know, a big way. The predator class couldn't be happier. Yeah, yeah. My kids well, they, grow up like that, but they want to set the situation up to where if people do want to have children, that they have to involve the state. That it's all it's all based off of the permission of that. And uh, you know, it, it it's it, it's funny because you see those T-shirts that uh, that Luke Radowski sells that have all the uh, science fiction movies, and they all overlap and say "You are here." It really yes, is and- like that. It truly is. Uh, so, you know, it's a brave new world. Uh, 
uh, in so many ways, uh, especially with the, mm. uh, you know, the, the pharma situation and the way that people are just just doping themselves up. And and uh, and then, yeah, so it, you, you've got that you've got, uh, uh, of course, they live and running man and it, just all of the movies they all and, and TV shows and Blade Runner, you know, especially Blade Runner, because now we don't even know if we're dealing with an A.I. or not. True. So I have a question for you, um, Andy, about the Dodgers. I mean, is there any, I think I know the answer, but does anybody in LA object to this at all? Is there any pushback? Yes, uh, I would say they do because, uh, because the typical LA people, you know, you see a lot of movie stars at the games and whatever, but the, uh, the typical LA Dodger fan is people from the Inland Empire. So, uh, so it, it's it's not all just the uh, left coast kind of people. It's people that that live out in in Riverside and that whole region, all the way down to uh, to San Diego. So there, there's a lot of contention in that area because they've got the Angels and the Padres as well. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the thing about Dodgers fans is they're still. They're still kind of they're red staters within a blue state, really. Typically, as far as sports fans go, sports right. fans are usually red staters. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any other details to add about that story, Andy? Um, yeah. Well, I the only thing I also wanted to bring in, and and Ashley and I were talking about it a tiny bit beforehand, is that that the boycotts um, and uh, and Target is the current target of uh, <laughs> of boycotts because they're they're out there with their uh, little onesies for babies and whatnot with uh, with pride and tranny flags and all the other crazy stuff along with uh, with uh, breast binders and uh, and tuckable panties so you can tuck your junk in the panties kind of situation so you know like th- this stuff it, it's crazy really where we're at. <laughs> clown world Get junk. yeah it's <laughs> it's out of control a t-shirt. i want a t-shirt with that tuck your junk yeah well, you can find <laughs> alex stein apparently as we speak alex stein is is doing a video where he's wearing tuckable underwear inside the target <laughs> and doing his, his whole routine there so i i'm looking forward to watching that as soon as we're done <laughs> absolutely make sure to share that in the discord if we don't uh have it posted I'll in also there. put the, the Greg Reese video so that, that y'all can get a hold of that because it's it's really intense. And I, I, I can't get the details out of it because it's a video and uh, I'm watching y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. He's a Alex Stein. He's a pimp on a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like Thanks. that guy, but damn, is he entertaining to, to watch. <laughs> I love Alex he's, Stein. He's, He's so good at what he does, yeah. and uh, it, it's really cool uh, what these guys are doing. There's there's a whole bunch of people going to the city, city council meetings and doing this crazy stuff. Alex Stein uh, was the first one of them to blow up, but there's there's guys like Alex Stranger, who I used to know from Austin. So uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of guys doing this whole bit. That that guy, uh, the the big guy with dreads. Have you all seen that guy? Matt yes. Baker, I think is his name. Yes. Yeah. So and yeah, someone was turned... going off off his dial at the committee thing. Is that who you mean? 
and somebody turned it into a metal song. It was absolutely, <laughs> it was amazing. It was, it was so good. That guy does um, a lot of, that guy that turned it into a metal song does a lot of um, those sort of things. He gets the Karens and that. It's just amazing. So yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about transsexuals. Let's <laughs> turn it over to someone who is the exact opposite of all that nonsense, Ashley. Well, you are right. I am the exact opposite of all of that nonsense, but I rethought my position heading into the podcast. And after speaking with Andy, I did decide to cover a story. And hey, we are headed right into Pride Month, are we not? We are. It's right around the corner. Yes. Brace yourself. So... <laughs> As um, Andy brought up, uh, companies that are struggling in today's day and time, allegedly, but again, I think most people know my position that they're actually not struggling. They're being bankrolled on the back end for their ESG compliance or whatever. So they're not actually suffering in any way, shape, or form. They're all owned by the same people. But for now, as he was discussing, Target, and this has been out on the internet for um, a while since they sort of had the, their new spring summer line, and it was extremely comprehensive with non, you know, non gendered clothing and very progressive labeled clothing. And as he stated, it includes babies. We're talking babies, onesies. That's like not boy, not girl. Um, it's really disgusting. And then, as he also said, we have the the bathing suits that allow men to tuck their penis so it makes them appear as they are women. That's where we're at. I can't even believe we're having this conversation right now. I cannot mm -hmm. even believe it, which we were talking about that too. But here we fucking are. So here's something that's very interesting, though. We have a little bit of hullabaloo happening within Target because I believe that people are, well, they're definitely outraged, but I believe that people, particularly in the Southeastern United States, are rejecting this wokeness. So you have these stores in the Southeast that have actually made the decision to to make these um these this clothing not visible in the store anymore so now does that mean that you have to go and special you're like i want the trans baby onesie please um if it's, yeah, it's that like under thing, the counter <laughs> yeah exactly make sure no one's what's watching. the password <laughs> can we have the gray onesie? Um, Yes. Yeah, so if the I'm not exactly sure how they're planning on doing it, but you have that with the juxtaposition of the CEO of the company still defending their actions and that they are being inclusive and there's a reason that we're doing this. So I'm I'm very curious to see how this is going to be playing out. And then to add to that, I feel like you know, like we talked about with Major League Sports teams, I mean, this has been happening. Pride Month, all of this stuff has been happening for a long time. And we people were not boycotting, really. So, like, what is the trigger? Why now Bud Light? Why not NHL? Because they had a, a post about a trans league, and people ripped them a new one. They turned their comments off. But do I think that that has affected the NHL in any way, shape, or form? No, it's playoff season, and people are are super interested in that. So what – I mean, I think that's an interesting thought, at least. Like, what are they 
what's the thing that makes you boycott the thing? I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe it's just fashion, you know? You have a big, like in Paris, they've got a runway and some lady comes walking out in a ridiculous costume and then somehow that influences all the stuff that you buy at Sears, right? So <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe this trans movement in marketing is just a reflection of the current trend and fad and things and fashion and maybe it's just fashion. Well, I, I think it's a lot more than that because this is actually called social engineering. And fashion is um, a big part of that. It's like the arts industry, um, the creatives, you know, they all sort of, sort of set the, the trends generally, uh, the, the, the creative ones. Um, so just like you know, music or it's just as important in social. I mean, look, people, people get mugged for their sneakers. That's how important it is. So, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to try to influence every single aspect of because they're coming for the children and they're here. So. Oh. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Like, apparently Nike has also paired with uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and that was back in April. And I know people boycotted Nike over them supporting Colin Kaepernick when he was kneeling, but I haven't heard much of a hullabaloo about Nike now. And then um, the the swimsuits that we were talking about is apparently Target has paired with Adidas specifically to use biological males to model women's, um, you know, the new swimsuits, the tuckable suits. Honestly, it's really making me like nauseated. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> in this particular article, they, they show several examples of some of the stuff that you can buy at Target. So it's really hitting the children. I mean, it was was the night before pride now this is another example <laughs> and all of, through the house yeah, exactly. of inverting what is good right the inversion of the good like the there is few things that are more special than a sweet precious child being so excited yeah. for santa claus to visit them you know, overnight, it's Christmas. It's such a, you know, a beautiful thing for kids. It's so special for them. And then we're inverting that and we're saying twas the night before pride. It's fucking disgusting. And then I, I, I um, need to know, oh, Ashley, Ashley, I need to know what, what, what is a non-gendered androgynous onesie? How does that happen? Is it just gray? So it actually says just be you and feel the love. Um, so it's using a ton of bright colors, but there's plenty of the symbolism of like the rainbow symbolism, for example, uh, similar to the flag, but it's the V in field, the love. So, and they, you know, I also, my under, from, I actually haven't been to Target in a long time because of the shit, but, um, I also heard that they had like non, non-binary toys or non-gender toy sections and all this I'm stuff. glad that they stopped short of uh, feel the love and underneath from Uncle Johnny or something. You know, I mean, that's where we're headed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the I agree. significance of the V? Um, the it's just that or... the vaccine, silly. The <laughs> feel the love and the V is just the flag. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's like the um, just the colors, but it looks very similar to the pride flag. So 
Do I really think that anything is going to come out of this? No, I don't. Um, I hope that people will actually stop going to Target. However, and I definitely don't plan on going there. But the thing is, is like, isn't it really, if we're supporting any company that is within this ESG, what's the difference? You know, is yeah. Walmart better than Target? Is Amazon better than Walmart or Target? You know, so I think about these things and I was like, well, okay, great, fine. You know, yeah, speak we just had your the money. same thing. We just had the same thing here. We've got like Coles and Woolworths. They're sort of the two rivals. I mean, mm -hmm. at the top, they're all owned by the same. We know that. But right. uh, so Coles, Coles did the whole thing, which pretty much what you're describing, but it wasn't so, quite so intense. But, you know, flags everywhere and all that kind of thing, decorations. So, and Woolies didn't have that stuff up. So we as well, a very tiny family um, boycotted Coles. And we still have. Um, it's Good. all kind of gone now because obviously that was for a, I think, a Mardi Gras or something. I don't know. <laughs> as little attention as possible. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so similar things here. You've just got to um, – what I wanted to ask was, that's right, um, the labels or the designers, well, the clothing labels, is this just basically target label or is there lots of different um, company labels involved in this? Or is it just like that's the one That's a good label? question. That's a great question. So, yes, the Adidas, uh, the company Adidas is involved in the swimwear design. And oh, then okay. they these things are labeled as target brand, but they normally have brands that they normally sell, um, if that makes sense. So a lot of times yeah. they might have like a Massimo brand, but several different brands that are traditionally traditionally shown at or excuse me, traditionally sold at target stores. Right, so that's their sole, sort of mostly their sole outlet, these labels. Yeah, for sure. And they even, okay, um, they have like flip-flops even. I mean, it's, you name it, it's everything. And the yeah. other thing that I don't understand is why do people feel so, you know, why do they feel the need? And I know that this is this point has been brought up, but why do you have to just put it everywhere all the time? Like we don't have a flag or a, a swimsuit or flip-flops or any of that stuff that's like, hey, look at me. I'm straight. I'm so straight, everybody. It's <laughs> such a big deal. Like, why? Get we're, it. We're not a, we need a, a heterosexual label. Sorry, man. Yeah, we're not a minority, so we don't have to scream about it to get people to recognize right. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it is social engineering. I mean, they, it's not like the people are demanding this stuff. It's just being put in front of them. It's being shoved yeah. into their nose bag and they are reacting. It's like, oh, there it is. It's uh, generally available. I must be, this must be where I should be thinking. You know, this is, this is where I should be. This is what I should wear. You know, those ones without any inner dialogue, <laughs> apparently that exist. Yeah, something like uh, seventy percent or something ridiculous, <laughs> which sort of explains quite a lot. Oh, all right. Anyway, well, does anybody else have any more questions on that? I'm I'm gonna try to wipe this the uh, <laughs> wipe us out of this transsexual yes. pit we dug ourselves into. Uh, I I blame Andy. 
Definitely it when in doubt, blame the guests for right. sure. That'll be going soon. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, in, in shows past, uh, I've, we've talked about weird things happening with whales, like they're beaching themselves en masse all over the place. So I've got another weird whale story to tell. Apparently, killer whales uh, off the coast of Gibraltar have been uh, ganging up and attacking yachts that are sailing through the area and like busting their... Uh, their hulls and sinking them deliberately, not like they're just passing through and accidentally hit them. And uh, uh, based on what people are saying, it's all going back to a particular killer whale whose name is Gladys. Apparently Gladys was either hit by a yacht and hurt or accidentally caught in a net at some point. But apparently Gladys has been attacking boats and other killer whales that have been around Gladys have been um, mimicking her actions and they've, they're turning into gangs as roaming gangs of killer whales that have, are sinking yachts off the coast of Gibraltar. And they probably saw that on TikTok. It, maybe. <laughs> That's what it was. But it's becoming a, it. an issue. <laughs> the, I wouldn't uh, mind the whale. Sorry, Andy. Oh, sorry. I, I love that the whale has a uh, has an Irish name. Let's go there. I wouldn't mind betting that Gladys may have lost a baby to a yacht. That's that's the sort of thing that would drive a mother or a female woman. I mean, I know, I know how a female whale would think. <laughs> yep, that's what I'd do. Um, yeah, but... I, honestly, I'm pulling for the whales. Sorry, I didn't mean to blubber. Not. <laughs> female woman <laughs> uh, uh yeah um the uh it's yeah it's apparently what you do if if you're attacked by orcas and this goes out to everybody because i know a lot of us are yacht owners if you're attacked by orcas on the open seas the trick is you shut off you you lower your main sails you shut off your engines. That way, you don't you don't move like you're moving. Like you become a dead thing in the water, and they tend to lose interest at that point, and they'll leave you alone. So, word to the wise. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yes. Yeah, definitely Thank remember you. that. Yeah, because I'm not trying to have my yacht sank. That because I'm an angry whale. You got a new one recently, and it's uh. What's it, a 60, 60, 70 footer? Yeah, and it's lightly used, but I got a great deal on it, and it's in mint condition, basically. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, any, any laptops on board at all? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um, have full Wi-Fi. Um, I actually ended up reaching out to Starlink, and I have like just the whole setup. It's C-Link, though. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Been hanging out with uh, Leo, <laughs> meeting up with him. Elon. I prefer Elon because of his um, bastion of free speech, Twitter. Yes. Uh, so what's happening with these whales, Stella? I think I tasked you with figuring it out last year. What has your uh, research come up with? 
I was only seeing something about this fairly recently, actually, and it is about low frequencies um, being used in a technological kind of way under the sea. That is my conclusion. Okay. Because uh, they have been doing that for a long time, you know, a number of decades. Mm. Not that anyone would admit that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, there are patents, etc. that clearly state all these kinds of things. Um, it's it's part of it is submarine communication as well. I, I think that um, – I think it's just wildlife reclaiming perhaps in one way. I mean, if, if this is all true, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the animals have been very patient with us and we've come along and pretty much fucked up everything about what they have and their numbers, etc. Um, and I'm certainly not advocating for green zones or that kind of new world ordery thing, but I think we could certainly afford to be a lot more respectful for animals and clean up after ourselves a little better. So yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, I think you're. The other right. thing. Oh, sorry, Kiel. The other thing I wanted to throw in there too, and I know I bring this up some, but there's this suspicious observer guy who also believes that the earth's weakening magnetic field is affecting animal behavior because many of them will function and operate based on the magnetic fields of earth and those are according to him weakening significantly and mm. it's uh what he's saying is that it's happening at a faster rate now for example, like in this decade than the previous decade. So we're getting an acceleration of the weakening. And he also believes that that is affecting animal behavior. Now, I don't know if it would be in this case of animal aggression. I think it's more of their direction, you know, maybe like beaching erroneously, things like that. But I would, I would definitely think that if, if, um, you know, like electromagnetic whatever affects human beings and how we feel. And he even talks about this on his channel. Like he thinks that mental illness is worse because of this, because humans are actually sensitive to it as well. So it, it could potentially be part of the aggression. But that was one thing that I wanted to ask Stella was if she thought that these um, frequencies in the water were to intentionally agitate or is it experimental or what is the or is it used for something totally different and just forget about the animals and what consequence it may have to them? Oh, I, I, you know, don't profess to be any kind of expert on this or anything, but um, uh, I don't think it's probably intentionally targeting animals or anything like that. I think it's just a result of, of frequency pollution. Um, I mean, I, I, I was just imagining being a whale, <laughs> as you do, um, but if if you're talking about magnetic fields uh, weakening, and there are you know all the animals, birds, everyone, theoretically that's what we believe that they rely on because it's still a bit of a mystery. But if True. that is the case, um, and the fields are weakening, I'm just imagining being a whale and being underwater and sort of trying to listen out, you know, trying to listen for the communication of distant whales and the low frequencies that are going to vibrate through my huge body and tell me what's happening. And then you've got these like it's getting so weak now they've got to listen really carefully and then they've got these friggin' yachts going along the top of them with a you know i mean they can't hear what's going on i think it's a natural response to go look shut up you know whack i think it's a fairly natural response i mean animals are sentient too so let's not forget that 
Yeah, I think you might be absolutely correct in that. I think that's a good uh, explanation for lack of a better one. I mean, if I were, I, I don't know why this doesn't happen more often. I mean, you see like animals like manatees and they get run over by motorboats and, and uh, other an, uh, dolphins that happen the same thing. And, you know, what, I think it does happen a lot more than you would think or that you yeah. would imagine. Well, yeah. Well, you, so you're saying that attacks on boats happen more often than you think. Well, I don't know about attacks on boats, but certainly um, uh, possibly animals being in places where they are more susceptible to being hit by boats, etc., because they're coming up maybe into the thinner water near the surface trying to hear over all of, I don't know, I don't, you know, not a, not no, a biologist I, or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's all speculation, but kind of logical. No, I agree with you. I, they, animals get run over by boats all the time, but my question, yeah. like, my speculation was why, you know, why wasn't, why aren't they attacking us already? You know, why is this kind of a new well, thing? I think they possibly are. I think it happens. I mean, I have seen other footage of it happening. I've heard of sharks coming up, um, trying to, you know, push boats over. Um, I have no doubt there's probably, if you started looking into it, you'd probably find lots and lots of stories of animals doing strange things in the water and it would be an interesting dive. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, well, anyway, I recommend all of our yacht-going uh, friends here stay away from the waters off Gibraltar. I think they actually, the story said that they were uh, banning, they were telling people not to come by because the killer whale attacks were so prevalent. But, uh, yeah, just stay away. Don't, don't head that way. You'll be fine, hopefully. And then you'll just have to worry about pirates. That's about it. There you go. Yeah, I mean, like, how about stay away for the reason of respecting the whales instead of saving your life? <laughs> I would like to see that kind of attitude, really. No, why would we do that? Yeah, that's the perfect world. That's the one over there somewhere. <laughs> We're living in the clown world, Stella. What do you what do you expect? Rational thought. To... Do, 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 do. Yep. Uh, Stella, you have a story for us as well, I think. I got a little bit of a slightly two-parter with a, an A and a B, <laughs> so okay. I'll try to be real quick. He's telling me um, it's not about transsexual culture. Oh, it is not. Definitely, definitely is not. So I'm going to start quickly with a very minor follow-up of uh, when I was talking about the meat, um, the DNA, uh, mRNA, I'm sorry, vaccines mm -hmm. being put into meat, etc. So I asked a friend of mine um, where they get their meat from because I was trying to wake them up about what's happening. Uh, anyway, they ended up telling me, and so I did my research, of course, and uh, I tried to contact them and um, basically just said, hi, I'm looking for a supplier. Can you please tell me your company's position on allowing vaccines into meat at any stage of the production process? Along those lines. Okay, there's a little bit more, but I won't go on. Um, that I got an automatic response. A week and a half passed, still nothing. So then I wrote, hi, are you able to answer my inquiry, please? This is on Messenger, by the way, Facebook Messenger. Uh, so it's a business. It's a business page. Uh, I got the automatic response. <clears throat> so the next day, I get a response from them saying, we work within the Australian guidelines. That is our only comment on the subject. To which I responded, thanks, speaks volumes. So yeah. I guess looking, checking out the Australian guidelines is the next step there. But I just wanted to follow up. That's the beef shed, by the way, the beef shed. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about is 
a couple of things. I want to keep one thing to the very end because I don't want to go on about it. But this is pretty important, I think. Um, just recently, Claire Nowland, a beautiful, beautiful 95-year-old lady in a nursing home. On the 17th of May, 2023, uh, police were called to this nursing home in Cooma, New South Wales, which is just near the Snowy Mountains down south, uh, for an incident. Uh, the incident being that Mrs. Nowland, who, who is a dementia patient, she's not like fully chronic, but she is a dementia patient, uh, was in a room on her own and she was holding a steak knife. Uh, as she approached, so the police were called because they were, <laughs> I don't know really why the police were called, but anyway, they were there. And uh, as they entered the room, they asked her to drop the knife this dementia patient, to drop the knife, um, which she probably smiled at them and she started approaching them. With her walking frame, mm. police quoted slowly, they, she approached. Uh, and you can imagine how long that would have taken. So we have a uh, the wisdom of a 12-year veteran cop decided that this was a very threatening situation and he tasered the poor darling. Mm. So as she, as she fell... Sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah. As she fell, she hit her head. And uh, she's in a critical condition now. Sorry, I didn't realize this was going to hurt me. Ah, I've read it a number of times. Anyway, uh, so this is what happened. Um, she was a very, quite a sprightly woman. The priest that has come out with a, an update uh, has said that he was just talking to her last week. She came to a, the hospital to have a visit for a minor health thing she had. They had a decent, sprightly conversation. She had a knitting with her, as usual, so she was okay. Anyway, um, so Miss, Mrs Nowland is in a critical condition now. She hasn't woken up since the, the head hit, been surrounded by family. Um, she has basically been, yeah, they've done the last mass. She's she's probably won't last the next 24 hours, I would imagine, if she's still with us now. So that's that. Um, all very strange. That's the, the who, what, where and when, but the why is just no one can really figure this one out. So here's where it gets a little bit weirder. Um, police Commissioner Karen Webb, the New South Wales Police Commissioner, um, has come out, you can imagine the damage control she's trying to do now because the police mm. were trying to get a little bit of love back. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a setback. Um, so she, she's come out and done the damage control due to the um, justified public outcry. Um, she's, as of yesterday, she's uh, she's been to see the family. She's spent a bit of time with them. She still has not talked with the officer that was involved, the tasered. And uh, so far, she's refused at this point to watch the body cam footage. There's various reports about why, um, whether she's waiting to get all the evidence first before she views it, but she's also been quoted as saying there's no need for her to see it. Now, that's a little strange because she's the police commissioner. And if she's in, well, she's not actually going to be personally doing the investigation. Her um, uh, vice commissioner, I think he's called assistant, whatever, uh, is going to be in charge of that. But still, as the head of the Department of the State, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a bit of a buttercup, you shouldn't be there, darling, you know. Um, <laughs> my mum said she's got the face that you could strike a match on, and she's, yeah, she's right. But either way, that's getting a bit personal. Um, so the 
the footage is not going to be released publicly, which um, the family have, of course, requested. I certainly wouldn't want that to happen. Mm. But however, <laughs> and uh, yeah, however, it's it, there's a few little weird things about this, and um, it's one of those things where well, no one really wants to watch it, but you know, there's that always that little tiny thing of what's this really about? What really happened? Did it even really happen? There's always that small element. What are the what's the agenda here? I've been trying to piece together what an agenda possibly could be. And the only thing I can really come up with is uh, something to do with maybe introducing the idea of organic human cops not making great decisions because we've mm -hmm. seen what New York City is just trialing with the Boston Dynamics or whatever they're called, the robot dogs mm -hmm. and the other things that look like dildos rolling around the street. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, it could be something like that. Um or maybe they're about to trial something in nursing homes, some sort of security thing. I'm not really sure. So, I don't know. You guys got any thoughts on that one? Apart from how disgraceful it all is? That was, that's an extremely tragic story. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, understatement. Yeah. The cops in the United States would have lit somebody up on, on a knife. That's, that's just how it, how it goes with knives. They, they, always shoot like crazy on knives because they th they think that somebody can get it you know get the knife through them somehow and yeah you pull a knife on a cop that's that's just a death sentence in the united states but uh uh what what are these rolling dildo things i i i've never heard of that that i've seen the the boston dynamics dogs but i haven't seen you know it, it would be embarrassing to get arrested by a dildo i think <laughs> are you talking about the ones that look like uh they're kind of like grimace from mcdonald's they're like this shape yeah, and they're yeah. wheeling around <laughs> yeah they, lo they look like a post-op trans surgery <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're yeah well something that they might enjoy just a little whenever, bit too much whenever she said that i was like i know what you're talking about well i've seen pictures of of like rolling uh, like code enforcement robots in like parks in San Francisco. Is that what you're talking about? I, don't, I didn't know those were also in New York. Don't quote me on it being in New York. It might have been footage okay. that they were showing while they were talking about the ones in New York. Maybe they showed footage of other ones in there. I really don't know. I mean, that's what they okay. do. They just say, oh, you know, here's another related shot because we need to shove something into that two seconds of footage. Yeah. So, yeah, but, it gets a bit confusing. But, I mean, I'm in Australia. I just see, you know, <laughs> snippets. You just, you just see what our overlords want you to see the trickles yeah, down. Exactly. yeah. yeah it's yep. true eric, mm -hmm. eric adams is, is out there in new york going now do what the dildo tells you to do <laughs> <laughs> and nobody gets hurt now I warning can't... warning dildo warning yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine being a, a cop and there's an, an a 90 year old woman <laughs> wielding a knife i don't care how she's got a flipping claymore sword it, it, there's no way that old lady with the walker is going to get able to for able to cut me in half with something i you, you grab her wrist and then you're done you know what, you'd probably break her arm if you grabbed her wrist if okay. she took a swipe with a knife she'd fall over and break her hip yeah i mean so, can you imagine the scenario she's in a she's in a walking frame she, i'm gonna i'm gonna stab you just a minute yeah. sonny it's Two seconds this, later, I'm coming. 
It's just or just you know, give her a time out, like close the door in the room, and she's gonna drop it. Like you don't have the ca- physical capability at that age to hold on to something all day. Like she was going to go to sleep. Now she probably wasn't even gonna stab anyone anyway. We wow. don't we don't know because we haven't seen the footage. But you know, was she threatening somebody? Was she threatening to to hurt herself? We don't know that. And if that's the case. You know, if you if if she's got the knife to her own throat, you know, what are you going to do as a cop? You can't rush towards her if she's going to, I don't know. That, Those details when haven't said haven't at all. So that, that could be something out. like that. But. Yeah, but really, I mean, like, the, there was a couple of um, comments from experienced nurses and, you know, people that work in with dementia people. And that was all pretty much the same opinion, which was you'd sweet talk these people. You just talk to them. That's all you got to do. Spend a bit of time talking. I mean, obviously, this twelve-year veteran. Now, listen, I could I could imagine some thug that they've just hired, fresh out of you know police school or whatever, possibly making an error. But a twelve-year veteran cop, what the hell is his problem? What was he thinking? He obviously was not thinking. I can't imagine what would have made him think that was a good idea. I I think that's. You know the 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 way that police and you know enforcement has changed has you know in the old days you were uh, cops would be part of your community you know and they would know people that lived around them and I I really think we've gotten so far away from that that it's it's all just technical procedural uh, yes, mil- so. militarization you know you've this you know alpha male SWAT team thing and that's it. There's like no middle ground there. And yeah, there's no negotiation or, or human emotion. Well, they've stripped all emotion yeah. and, you know, quite possibly biologically, I believe, out of these people. Um, I mean, uh, Rudolf Steiner said it himself. I posted something in the meme thing the other day about how it was um, predicted that there would be a vaccine that would basically strip the human of a soul. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are we there? Is that where we are? Yeah. You've got to wonder because, I mean, looking at some of the footage of the, the thugs that were in Australia and, and well, all around the world, the way they treated the citizens, the people, the public, yeah. um, that was not, you know, that was orchestrated. That was for a reason, flexing muscles, spreading fear, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, in, here in America, we have a concept. I don't know if it's really a, a, a written down law, but it's called posse commentatus. And it's basically means you have to separate like the the offensive military from local law enforcement. You can't have army guys walking the streets giving people tickets for speeding because there's a distinct difference between military action and civilian law enforcement. And I think that line has been so blurred in, in the past 20, 30 years that that concept is just kind of out the window now. That we maybe they are, they are they aren't bringing army guys on the streets, but they've turned the cops into army guys. Yep. Oh, very much so. And a lot of the um, the cops were re uh, what's the word retrained by Israel military as well. Mm-hmm. But like also also with um, COVID post COVID now, a lot of the good cops have left, as we've probably spoken about before. They've left because they were either forced to have a mandate, or some of them died or are disabled now because of the post decision. 
um, and some of them just left because of what they were made to be doing through that. They just they couldn't do it. They had consciences. So so what's left? This skeleton crew of power tripping, non conscience, low IQ, and they've just you know uh, what's the word? Brought in a whole bunch more. Um, yeah. 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 It's a yeah. sad state. And I think it ties in with the immigration that they are, you know, the immigration crisis that they're trying to create in almost every well-established Western country. Like, it's extremely obvious that they're trying to dilute the population with people who are not from there. And not only is it people who are not from there, it is military-aged men. That's who's coming here. Um, So... Yeah, I think that's certainly at play, and it's a lot easier to get those types of um, folks to be, you know, the NATO soldiers or whatever, and be totally disconnected with the population. And then I think that the other issue at play, and it's it's very hard to tell. Yeah, the blue helmets, exactly. Um, and I would like for you to chime in when you when you feel like it, Andy. But um, the other thing about what Stella was saying is like when we talk about this all the time, why is this being shown to us? Why is this being allowed yeah. to make the news in this case? Because we know if they don't want it there, then it doesn't show up there. Almost exactly. never. Like every now and again, something organic may happen on social media, but for but they'll shut it down. So if that's truly the case, they're allowing that to be shown, then I have to believe it's more of the you know, the all cops are bad narrative, which look, I'm, I'm no cop fan. Like if you know me, you know, I don't like cops, but, um, I think that what is behind that is actually way worse. And I think that it is going to be the, the blue helmets, as Andy said, and it's going to be the robot dog and the, the surveillance state. And I think that that is really what they are wanting people problem reaction solution, right? Beg, Mm -hmm or defunding of the police but what they don't understand is what's coming after that it's a thousand times worse yeah and um uh, what they're doing with this uh follow-up investigation that because this is all going to take time says um the commissioner whatever her name is karen webb um so the follow-up investigation is going to entail um interviewing every resident now can you imagine how fucking freaked out those residents are going to be with after that incident, cops entering. I hope they're not going to send the uniform guys in because that is going to be absolutely terrifying. Those residents are just going to see these uniforms and freak out. So I think that's just further traumatization. Hopefully they'll send, you know, nice, gentle, sweet council ladies, you know, that normally cook cakes for the fete on Saturday. Hopefully they send those sort of people in and yeah, comfort them through this bit. This is horrible. Speaking of fear and and tyranny and and force, it's a great segue to uh, to <laughs> the last little bit. I just want to quickly mention that uh, when this show comes out, it'll be May the twenty seventh, which is Henry Kissinger's one hundredth birthday. <laughs> I kind of hope we're saying rest in pieces to him by then, but I don't know about that. It's only three days to go. Um, so I'm not going to go into like I've I've spent the last almost 48 hours kissingering, and I'm really kissingering out, um, and it's all been kind of said and done anyway. And I, I do highly recommend uh, if you'd like to know a little bit 
about Kissinger. I mean, there's stacks of info out there, but one of the best is, is the Kissinger Report, which was uh, on macro aggressions, um, Charlie Robinson. It's number 250, episode 250. I highly recommend you go there and have a listen because that really brings you into the picture of what a uh, engorged parasite that Henry Kissinger is with blood dripping off his hands. Um, and the sooner we are relieved of his existence, the better. Well said. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just joking it, uh, in the chat about uh, Henry Kissinger's wife uh, that looks like a man. Um, total man. Very they likely all do, don't they? Back, back, to, back to the beginning, because we got to do that. That's, that's a theme, right? We got to go all the way back. Yeah. I think yeah. When he when he finally does um, drop off this planet into the uh, in, descends into the abyss, we should do a um, you know the unknowns perhaps episode. If somebody wants to hear it, let us know because I've got ten pages of notes here and I'm not going through it now. But um, oh, that would let be me good. just say, <laughs> let hey. me just say he's um, coined that he was the coiner of the term useless eaters, and mm. uh, uh, there's a couple of quotes here that I I, I will read out. But uh, Keels, did you want to say something? I was going to say, you know, we could have a retrospective like they have at the Oscars and we'll have a slideshow yeah. and it'll be mm. and all the dead bodies all of the years, you know, his, his contribution to humanity. Yeah. Piles of um, peasants all de dead in yeah, various countries. Uh, it has been, um, been assessed that he's possibly, and this has apparently been quite generous in a minimal sense, that he possibly has three to four million lives on his directly due to his decisions being mm. made. I mean, he was a master manipulator. Um, that's why he was doing what he was doing. Uh, but, oh, yeah, okay, so let me just read you a couple of quotes. This will sort of put people into the picture. He was a German-born Jew too, by the way, who sort of just got away, escaped, and ended up fighting in Germany again, and that kind of screwed him up. Anyway, um, the quotes, who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy can control whole continents. Who controls money can control the world. There's one quote. Here's another one. Because Mr. Depopulation, he's the guy. Depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world because, uh, because the economy will, us, because our economy will, will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries. LDCs, that's the thing that he is very big on. And lastly, um, this one pretty much sums it up too. He's a, he's a master of deception. It is not a matter of what is true that counts, but a matter of what is perceived to be true. He was a master strategist. He was a master liar, deceiver, manipulator. He's basically the guy that would come up and say, hey, he'd, he'd go and talk to you know foreign leaders. And, hey, look, the madman approach. Nixon's a bit of a madman. I'm here to smooth things out, right? I'm here to help. Uh, this is what you've got to do. So that's that's sort of his tactics. That's how he worked. Um, and it didn't really matter, you know, how many people died to get what he wanted um, for the betterment of America, of course, and the, the Western world. Uh, but basically his mentor was David Rockefeller, of course, the one that started so many, uh, you know, the Council of Foreign Relations, tri Trilateral Commission, Bilderberg Group, blah, 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 blah. Um, so his mentor was David Rockefeller and, of course, Heinz, uh, Heinz Kissinger, 
uh, was Klaus Schwab's mentor. So that says it all. So, yes. Um, yes. I wonder and if you'll get a letter from King Charlie. Um, I was going to say that he it basically appears that he has spent his entire life working as a minion for the predator class. Like he is perceived, I think, as part of that, but he is their subject, in my opinion. I think he's pretty much the master puppeteer, to be honest. I mean, one of the, one of the very small few at the top. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was always the guy behind the guy, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And he was he was always there. I mean, he was really old in the 70s and 60s. I mean, he was always behind whatever administration was there, you know, orchestrating foreign policy. And he was brilliant at it. You got to yes. give him credit. Yes. He was good at what he did, as evil as it might have been. I mean, how, how, how much better do you get? Yeah, he was the master at kissing ass, basically. Um, when he was in the military, he, he met a guy that he very much admired. His, this guy's name was Fritz Kramen. Um, who was about 15 years older than him, but apparently, like Kissinger said, he, he had a lot of influence on it, over him. But uh, this Fritz Kramen was quoted as saying he, he ended up distancing himself from, from Kissinger. He, he said he was visibly repulsed by Henry Kissinger's egotism and vanity. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, as the, he's not the only one that has made those comments too. There was a couple of biographers that spoke along the same lines as well. His ego preceded him. All right. Well, we definitely have to do a show just focused on him. I'm sure it's a fascinating topic that could span hours, just all of us talking about it. Um, oh, it could. There's a hundred years worth of yeah. <laughs> absolute garbage to talk about there. Unfortunately, we don't have hours to go here. No. So without uh, going any further, does anybody else have any extra insights to add to our stories that we've presented tonight? So I don't know about an extra insight, but what I was going to say on the Henry Kissinger subject, as dipping your toe in the water, James Corbett at the CorbettReport.com has a little uh, documentary that he made kind of doing an intro dive onto Henry Kissinger. So that could be interesting if you want to pull up a video. And then the Definitely. other thing that I was uh, going to say is... Uh, Stella was adding a little update to a previous story. Well, I also have a small update that we all remember the the big to-do with Damar Hamlin and what happened to that man on the field. So allegedly he is back and he is now training with the Buffalo Bills. All right. So I find it very that. interesting because there are some people that are – Whatever Peter McCullough is, if he's legitimate, if he's not, don't know. But he is supposedly a cardiologist, and he was like, that's extremely dangerous. <laughs> he just had cardiac arrest. This is very dangerous for him. So I don't know that, you know, I'm not somebody who's like, oh, everybody's a body double or something like that. But I'm just saying it's weird. Have you seen a decent photo, like a close-up photo of him that's definitely current? <laughs> I mean, how can you there, tell? It's all fake AIs and bloody yeah, there have fakes. Been I mean, some, nothing's real. Right. There have been pictures, and especially after everything that happened, that was a whole weird thing. Like, he was shown from a very far camera angle. He was wearing a hoodie. It was really hard to tell when he showed up his first 
NFL game again. And then there were some press conferences and people were like, he's missing a tattoo on his neck and things like that. I don't know. I really don't know. I just think that's total. We just there's don't know. There's a lot of fuckery going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I think there's a lot of purpose, purposefully. It's like burly. They're throwing out burly. That definitely happens. Like, yeah. I mean, like the coronation where the Grim Reaper goes creeping past the doorway. I mean, that's just, they're throwing burly at us. Wait a minute. Just, Were this, was he wearing the same shoes earlier in the video? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoes. In the- exactly. You're talking about the Grim Reaper? Oh, Andy, do you want to chime in on that? That um, about Damar? Oh, well, whenever he did his interview at the uh, at the Super Bowl and anytime he was asked uh, a relevant question, he would deflect and uh, and say that I, I can't talk about it. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, he can't talk. And about it, it was it was straight up. They asked him what happened and he said, I can't talk about it or I'd rather not talk about it. Right. It, it was something along those those lines of uh, or I couldn't say kind of thing, you know, uh, what what you would say to to change the subject um, and, mm. and move on from it. And then I feel like at one point I did hear him say that it was Moshio Cordis. Did you see that as well, that he eventually did finally just say that that's what it was? The, the thing that they just kind of pulled out of the blue and said that it was that he got hit in the right place at the right time, you know, and Mm -hmm. the, the odds were like one in a bazillion. Um, and you know, it had absolutely nothing to do with that thing that everybody, a single person did at the same time over the last couple of years. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Those one in a bazillion, those one in a bazillion, um, events are becoming quite common, aren't they? Yes, it, it's really weird. I wonder what what that could be. You know, the, the myocarditis was rare, and now it's being found in babies. Uh, it's so weird. I I, I, I have a couple events. Yeah. I have a couple of theories. Uh, the first, I think, is climate change. That's what I really think is probably causing most of this. Like what yeah, was, what us regular mm-hmm. Canadians right, right. are doing. I think that's most likely. But in a secondary, if I was Forced to guess, I would say it's probably long COVID. Uh, yeah, the, the science are... said so. So no. Now, what's the cause is is white fragility. That's oh. what. That's the underlying issue here. Yeah. I had not even considered that. You know All why? Those dark complexed white supremacists. <laughs> yes. Out yeah. there All blowing those, things up. Yeah. All those, uh, <laughs> Mexican wizards of the of the KKK out Ooh. there. Right, and the the Indian with the Nazi flag. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, it's basically you should be very afraid of white supremacy because it's lurking around every corner, and you never know who's going to be a white supremacist. So don't make assumptions on who is or is not. Whether or not they're white is actually irrelevant. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say it could be any color. We're we're very yeah. inclusive with our white supremacy. All right. Why is a state of mind? Before Stella gets us in trouble, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Andy, you have anything you want to plug? How can people contact you? Yeah, libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen. Uh, find me on Podcatchers, Burn Babylon Burn, and 
Twitter at me at the Doom Kitchen. Excellent. And Ashley, how can people get in touch with the Union of the Unknowns? Glad you asked. We have a webpage, unionoftheunknowns.com. It has all of our socials, how you can get in touch with us from Rumble to YouTube to our email to our voicemail. You can find us on Twitter at Union Unknowns. And we have um, a lot going on. We're on Rockfin. We have a newsletter that comes out monthly, I believe. Is that correct? I believe it's weekly. Weekly. Okay, yeah. wonderful. So a lot of ways for you to um, to get in touch with us, and we appreciate our listeners, and we would love to hear from you. Yes, and we've also, don't forget, we've also got a subscription RSS podcast feed that does contain extra stuff, not just our shows here. But we've got extra bonus content if you want to listen to us shooting the shit behind the scenes. You can go there. I think it's uh, $4.99 a month to get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, it's uh, also accessible on Rockfin. And I think there might be some yes. footage of me picking my nose. I don't know. If you want to see that. Oh, you never know what's going to pop up. As long as it's just a finger, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah. We are a union of the unknowns. Thank you, Andy, for joining us tonight. I want to thank yeah, thanks, man. Ashley. Thanks, y'all. And Stella Q. And all of our thank listeners you. for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We are out. Bye. Long you guts. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.